bad thing happens, you can either let it destroy you, define you, or strengthen you. Choose wisely. Did that uh, pretty much end your Marine career, or did you have some time after that? Yeah, so after that, I uh, came back. I went to um, dive school Mm. and did all that, got some more training, got into some human intelligence work, and then I went to the Philippines on the next deployment. And then when I came back from that, I was uh, in one of the – one of the survival courses mm-hmm. and threw out my back at the end of it. So I still made it through, but I couldn't walk. And so their protocol was I had to get an MRI, but I've been trying to get an MRI because my back had been giving me trouble. <laughs> so once I got it, it showed that my like L5S1 was completely blown out. Okay. And once they did that, then they're like, okay, what else is wrong? So then they started doing a head to toe assessment. They found that I had something in my inner ear from an explosion so small hole and so i got some earplugs and whatever else but basically i wasn't suitable for my to pass a physical Mm -hmm. with what they had found with the ear nose and throat Mm -hmm. so uh i was like well i'm still good to go on like i'm you know whatever and of course we think we're invisible (laughs) my l5 is blown out i got a hole in my ear i've got i've been concussed multiple times i'm good to go yeah (laughs) but i just wanted like I didn't want to be the guy that's like, you know, not adding value yeah, is how I felt. So I was trying to stay in. And then luckily one of the medical officers was like, Hey, I can tell that you're like trying to hold on to the door here, mm-hmm. you know, and like play your look, like do whatever you think you're going to do. That's going to get you, you know, whatever. And he's like, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm ripping you off of that thing. You're done. Like yeah. you're out, you're getting out. So you need to start figuring out what you're going to do next. You're not going on deployment because right. if, if he said, well, hey, you're a danger to me. yourself and your team. Right. And yeah. well, he, he didn't want me to go on deployment and like, uh, and then come back and, you know, be all like, he even, didn't, even he wanted, broken, yeah. 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 So he, everything, you know, I, at that point I, I was, there's a lot of guilt associated with that, you know? I, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. a lot of my teammates who were injured didn't want to get out because they felt like they were leaving their teammates Right behind, and you know, weren't going to accomplish the mission they committed to, and all that. Yeah, and that, and that leads to a lot of problems, you know, with the post-traumatic stress. Is that's the moral dilemma, the psychological piece, and then you have the actual trauma from TBI and whatnot. How was your? Uh, I imagine you had to do some recovery around uh, post-traumatic stress, mm-hmm. right? Most guys do. Yeah. So, how did that go for you, and how are you feeling today? Uh, it was a, it you was seem a process pretty well adjusted except for that horn growing out of the side of your head. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's, it's a, it's been a wild ride. Cause honestly, when I got out, I wasn't very, I wasn't present. I wasn't, I didn't have any spiritual awareness. Mm-hmm. A lot of my intuition was turned off. I felt like, and mm-hmm. I was just kind of like a robot that was like going through the checklist mm-hmm. of life. Mm-hmm. Like every day I made checklists. And everything is monocolor, right? Yeah. There's no like. Black and white. Yeah. yeah. There's no joy, bliss, no. peace of mind. No. That's the worst feeling. No. Wow. And uh, and I wasn't in touch with my emotions and right. I wasn't, I didn't have a process. So long story short, I got out. I'm like, you know, 
in all my appointments, I'm like, no, I'm not a victim. I'm not. And then when I got out, I started to, well, I have a wife and two kids. So my son was like six. He started, he turned seven. And then that's like towards the age where I started having these problems when when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Hey, you know, like I, I, I work to be like, to do anything for my kids. Mm -hmm. Right. And if they had someone that was outside their window, like for even one day, I was just thinking these thoughts, like (laughs) that person, I would change that person's life. Like I wouldn't like, you know, kill them or do anything, but like I would put, I would do whatever I could to literally change that person's life. Like they would have so much fear in their heart (laughs) that they would be doing something else that next day. But my kids would never have to deal with it for more than like very small window of time until I found it. But I'm, I have my finger on the pulse of them so much that I would never, it wouldn't go for years where they're living in a closet. How did, and so then I started to think, well, how, why that happened to me? Why did I, you know, this? And then like, started thinking on this side, like, how did I survive those things? Mm -hmm. How did I survive the RPG? How did I survive these different things? When I have friends that didn't survive from a gunshot or from this or from this, why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? Why me? And I went into this victim like breakdown Mm. to where it was just these negative feedback loops that are Mm -hmm. just going. Mm -hmm. And like, on top of that, I'm like sensitive to light, you know, now I'm way better, but light, loud noises, you know, Mm -hmm. like, everything like i come downstairs in my house in the morning and i hear it like a slam or something and then that would set me in like you know Mm -hmm. fight or flight yeah right and uh and i felt like i was living like that but i you know had some crazy chance experiences where it's like you know i had a teammate that was living on the streets that i got and we were going to a healing ceremony or a healing work uh rapid response therapy Mm -hmm. in florida Mm -hmm. and i got out there and he no-showed and so Mm -hmm. now i'm there and they're like well you're gonna do the Mm -hmm. treatment i'm like no i don't need to do it and so then i went through and i start like now like i'm like whoa i start to see in color you know a little bit and like things started to open up for me then i come back and uh we had started uh I started, so right when I got out, I went into business school at USC for mm-hmm. the executive program for two years, mm-hmm. part-time. Mm-hmm. And while I'm doing that, I was starting these companies. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm taking everything that I'm working on and I'm applying it into school mm-hmm. to push this further and to learn more. Mm-hmm. And I started coaching and training and just like doing a lot of different things where I'm searching for like meaning in life mm-hmm. as I'm mm-hmm. in breakdown. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm coaching these different athletes and some of them are UFC fighters. And, you know, one of them that's, that, uh, sticks out. That was just the most disciplined person that I worked with at the time. And I was like, every time I would work with that person, I would leave and I'd be like, what is wrong with me? You know? And I just went on this, like, just breakdown with this that led me to a breakthrough. So, uh, I went to, I'd had some, uh, some Navy SEAL buddies and contacts that had gotten into uh, plant medicine work mm-hmm. with PTSD. Mm-hmm. And so I had started to get invites to go to some different things. And, you know, uh, I was saying no to all of them for like mm-hmm. six months. No. And mm-hmm. then finally they're like, hey, you know, the guy that was inviting me, he's actually an Army Ranger. He's like, you know, why don't you want to do any of this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to go to a networking event. Mm. You know, I don't want to go to a military hangout for the mm-hmm. weekend or anything. I have serious problems. 
You know, like yeah, you didn't understand what right. was at stake. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I have familiarity with that stuff and know some of the folks involved. Yeah, ibogaine, um, DMT, ketamine, five LEO DMT mm-hmm. can all be extremely effective. Ayahuasca to a lesser extent, but you know, when it comes to the post-traumatic stress, it's those three can have a profound healing effect because it gives you know it gives the vet the unity experience. A spiritual experience mm-hmm. that is outside of the religious, you know, constructs, and so it suddenly it brings that kind of sense of awe back into life, the sense of grace. Yeah, and then they, and it gives them a reason to live again. Yeah, and then there they can rebuild the lattice of you know the emotional and moral fabric that was missing in the teaming. Yeah, and the self confidence to be, hey, hey, I'm a good person. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah. probably the most rudimentary level. I'm a, I'm a good person because I saw it. I saw my goodness in that yeah. experience I just had. Yep. So it's I fully support that stuff. Yeah. Not just for vets, obviously, for anybody right. who's dealing with trauma and post-traumatic stress. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Do you do that in Mexico or because it's not it's not legal in the United States? No. Uh, I did it. Unfortunately, at a, I did it at a safe location up in Northern California. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Check undisclosed safe location. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, but you know, drive, even driving up there, it's like everything happens for a reason. Because I had no clue. I had heard, you know, some stuff on Mike Tyson mm-hmm. that he had done it, mm-hmm. and so the, I was even going Tim Ferriss has come out and, and and you know done uh, ayahuasca. He's talked about that. He's done a lot of emotional work. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's cool that thought leaders are starting to a go down that road and b talk about it openly. Yeah. Anyways, so sorry I didn't. No, so. You know, I remember like, because a big part of it with the plant medicine or or any healing, I think, is having an intention before Mm -hmm. you go in. Mm -hmm. And then that that intention is going to guide you. It's going to launch you into it. And then all the mechanisms. That's why it's it's important to do this with qualified people. Right. Right. It's not not a joke. It's not recreational. Absolutely not. And it's also not something that you go back to time and time again, thinking no. that that's a spiritual practice. Exactly. And, and that leads to what I call a spiritual bypass, where you think that's, you know, that's your practice. No, no, no. no. That's no. a catalyst. Right. It's a healing catalyst. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I fully agree with that. Yeah. That's a great point. And it can be used as an escape, and that's definitely not no. the intent behind it. It's the most, to me, it's the most intelligent medicine, mm-hmm. like, that I've ever experienced. I've never experienced anything like it yeah you know and the the five meo dmt but but also i just tell people like you know we talk about mental focus and closing out tabs and decluttering your mind and all this stuff but you even think of of yourself as a computer and you go through life and yeah you get sleep and you do meditation and you have these things that you can reset your circadian rhythm and you know ways mm-hmm. that you can take care of yourself and your nervous system and whatever but you know it's it's hard to like actually Reboot. Yeah, it's like know. a defragging yes. the hard drive and a, oh, a clean reboot. Yeah, right. That's fascinating. That's a good metaphor. Yeah. So, like, you know, I went up there and I drove, you know, 14 hours up here to this place since my first time ever doing it. I'm going to do the Toad, the 5MEO DMT. Yeah. And uh, I know that it's strong. I just, mm-hmm. I knew that it was the strongest or some so mm-hmm. strong that it had this crazy effect on Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's got to have something, it's got to do something to me, you know? <laughs> but then I was also like, I was having so much like inner yeah, chaos. Yeah, ego was yeah. resisting it. My, yes, huge. And so on the way up there, I was I didn't have an intention when I went, but I did though. 
because, you know, my intention was to like move forward and mm-hmm. stop living in the past. Mm-hmm. And like, I was, I can't, I was like, as I was driving up there, I would like scream out like, you know, I can't do this anymore. I would get out and just like, you know, at the time I wasn't running at all. Right. I'd get out and just start running on the side of the road or something, you know, and then just. <laughs> wow. The energy is already starting to flow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's what they say that, you know, when you commit to something like that, then especially with the plant medicine, that it already starts to work before yeah. on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. That's interesting. So, uh, you know, I, uh, long story short, I went into that, to that ceremony, that first ceremony, uh, with some shaman healers that are whoops, just amazing in this work and basically had like a warrior's homecoming experience. Mm-hmm. Nice where it was just like everything that I needed. And I had some very powerful like life and death situations that happened in there. That was a full mm-hmm. reset mm-hmm. to where I was like, okay, maybe I've been thinking that I didn't want to live, mm-hmm. but after that it showed me that I do, you know, nice. and, and whatever else. And so, uh, I came, I, I remember leaving that and I had this vision where, you know, I was gonna, where I can impact mass masses of people that were just in that same situation that mm-hmm. I was just in that I can take this experience. Cause I had a very profound experience, especially on my last one, my last mm-hmm. circle that I did that first mm-hmm. time where the shaman pulled me to the side and like, just, you know, told me that they felt like I would be a conduit for other people mm-hmm. and this and this and this and that, you know, whatever. And, uh, and I really, I really felt that, mm-hmm. you know, and I had like a, some images and some things that came to me and those mm-hmm. things that was all related to that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, and, and I was feeling like it was going to be healing, like, you know, or supporting millions of people with depression. Nice. But I was like, I'm, I'm not an expert on depression. Like, mm-hmm. but, and I was also like, well, how does that even make sense? Mm-hmm. But it was like, no, this is, this is happening. It's already happened. Now you just get to live it out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's true. like, whoa. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I came back and like, I was just in a, like, I, I literally drove back the whole way, like listening to music, dancing, feeling good, like in a completely different chapter. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I came back into my life and everything's been like, you know, and there's been a lot of work. Yeah. That yeah. just, that just opened up. You that you, right. That's a catalyst that, that cracks you wide open, can show you a new purpose or vision. And I love how you said that for vision for what's already been created, but just hasn't played out in the temporal realm yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you've got to build the lattice back. Right. And so that's where all your practices, like what you teach in your free your mind guidebook and with the, your deaf training, deep end fitness, you know, you teach breathing practices, resiliency, you know, relaxation techniques, all this stuff that you had to do yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you've cuddled together some best practices, Without going into a whole ton of detail, let's talk about some of those best practices that are, you know, things that, that people can do every day with or without water to really stay too calm and focused. 100%. So uh, one of the first trainings that I got into when I first, when I was getting ready for Marine Raiders uh, is mental focus work. Mm-hmm. And so I would do, I had a trainer and I would do different workouts like running, weights, a lot of high reps, low weight, uh, and then, um, swimming, et cetera, all in one day, it would be like, you know, five, six hours. And then the last evolution on those long days would always be holding a stick out (laughs) and it'd be mental focus. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I really locked in the mental focus because (laughs) I would, I'm impatient 
you know, and so just holding the stick. I'm holding the stick yeah. out, you know, and I'm like, God. and you got to relax yeah, or else right. your shoulders just go. Yeah, and I'm just like absolutely destroyed. You know, wanting to, yeah. you know, go. So I go through every emotion, and then after finally kind of hitting a surrender point, I would just be like, okay, relax. just have this crazy yeah. focus. And my trainer would be like, you know, after an hour, hour and a half, you're done. Yeah. I mean, I went through a lot of emotions in that time. Yeah, but at the end, I'm just. That reminds me of just the, the classic Qigong stance. Like the most powerful move in Qigong isn't to move. It's to stand there like this, relax, and find the exact center point of your spine, you know, the central channel, and just let everything hang around that. And literally, you go through, like you said, you go through all these emotions and, and the breath, everything settles in. You know, after about 20 minutes, you just lock into this unbelievable energetic state, the flow state. And sometimes you feel the spikes of energy, the kundalini running up the spine because you're just completely aligned around that center. Wow. That's the master, right? If you, There's a movie called Man of Tai Chi and uh, who was in it? Johnny, not Johnny Depp. Who's the guy in The Matrix? Canoe Reeves? Yes. That's not how you say, say his name, right? Keanu. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Canoe. Canoe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It's a good one. Come on my podcast. I'll rectify it. <laughs> Where he's he's the bad martial artist and the, and the the young kid is the good martial artist and that that's basically how his master taught him just this wow and from that came everything all the ability to control anyways yeah a little bit of a tangent yeah <laughs> you think of that right it's the same thing yeah okay what else so that and then uh, we had so taking that what I just told you about the mental focus aha that I had with that right and then the aha moments that I had as a water survival instructor where I saw these individuals and even some of my instructors that would come to start training at the pool, we would have to get them up to speed to be instructors. And we saw that when they put their focus on themselves or their fear or their anxiety or all these things, that that would basically, that wouldn't unlock any results that mm -hmm. wouldn't work for them. But whenever we got them to shift and focus on this, Hey, focus on that, gun rack that's at the bottom of the pool and go get three of those weapons out, mm -hmm. you know, or mm -hmm. focus on the torpedo. I'm going to pass it to you mm -hmm. or focus on taking the weight and walking it halfway across. To get out of your head and right. focus, you know, focus out outward. Yeah. yeah. When in doubt, focus out. So like that. And then also that what I felt was that whenever we went under and we did these different focus drills underwater that I could tap it, that what took me six hours on dry land and ending with this Mm-hmm that I could lock into that like in 30 seconds underwater mm -hmm. if yeah. I'm like in it. In the that zone. is really, I'm the same way. I don't know what, because you have to be so calm underwater. So once you've trained yourself to be in the parasympathetic state underwater, when most people are in the sympathetic, then because you're in a sensory deprivation environment and your mind gets really clear, then it's very easy to get into a flow state yes. underwater for some reason. Yeah, and also it's, I think I it's part of crossing that. your mammalian dive reflex and then yeah, you go yeah. underwater and then now you're, you know. Plus there's something about water that has that kind of like going back to the womb kind of mm -hmm. emotional sensation, right? There's, yeah. there's a lot there. And even spiritual. Yeah. So some of my favorite meditations are visualizations where I take people down into, you know, water uh, experiences. Yeah. One's called Still Water Runs Deep and it's profound for just this calming effect. Wow. <laughs> It's really cool. Yeah. Take it, take it through us a day. Yeah. You can borrow it. No charge. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> I still got to get you to the pool too. I know. So going into the methodology, when my partner Don and I started the program in, at the end of 2017, 
we built our training methodology to basically be like a one-stop shop, uh, simple, kind of like the OODA loop. Mm -hmm. OODA loop, observe, orient, decide, act, Mm -hmm. and as a framework and tool that we use in the military a lot. Mm -hmm. So we came up with free. And we also wanted it to be what was missing from our training in the military that we could put in. So F, focus, mental focus. So having a mental edge or closing out tabs like in a computer so that you can be singularly focused on one thing. Mm -hmm. Declutter your mind so you have a very deep level of focus for a limited amount of things and one thing at a time instead of having a shallow depth of focus with a million tabs open. That's right. And we're not always going to be perfectly balanced. There's going to be times where we, you know, like endurance athletes are a good example. Like they're not balanced getting ready Mm -hmm. for competition. Mm -hmm. Their life is really not balanced. But they have to go out of balance to go to be extraordinary. Mm-hmm. They have to do that. So understanding that, but that's that's the gist of it. Relaxation. So we say on-demand relaxation. Mm-hmm. But if you think of a surfer, and with focus, we go underwater. So mental mm-hmm. focus. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the mammalian dive reflex go off. And we're going to be signaled by our body and our mind that we need air. Mm-hmm. And we're going to actively choose to focus beyond that on whatever our task is or our goal or whatever the object of our focus is underwater. Mm -hmm. And so that we see creates a lot of cognitive control Mm -hmm. and top-down kind of approach versus avoid Mm -hmm. coping. And then relaxation, on-demand relaxation. So obviously when you go underwater, your energy source is cut off. So whatever energy or oxygen that you go down there with, that's what you're working with. So you don't want to expend any extra Mm -hmm. energy that you don't need to. So like head to toe being fully relaxed, um, but also being relaxed throughout. And then it also goes into energy expenditure. How do you source your energy? Are you an introvert or you extrovert by nature? And then how do we, you know, what creates flow for you with energy Mm -hmm. and what sucks your energy? What Mm -hmm. creates drag? Mm -hmm. And then going into E, the first E, economy of motion, that's really flow versus drag. So uh, focusing on what drag is, flow is anything that like once we have our, our goals lined out, flow is anything that adds performance or reaches us towards higher self or mm-hmm. full potential. Mm-hmm. Drag is anything that holds us back from mm-hmm. higher self or full mm-hmm. potential. So anything in your life that creates drag in any area of your life, even if it's relationships, personal, professional, even hobby and leisure, things that create drag for you, you want to identify them and eliminate them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's, you know, a person in your life, like, you know, I got a uh, NBA guy, that I work with and his mom is one of his she's favorite drag, people, yeah, but, she's the- but she creates drag sometimes. So he has to set boundaries, <laughs> right. you know, so that he can be at high self, right. full potential. Mm-hmm. And so that's that. And then the last one is efficient breathing. So really just uh, always looking for new breathing practices and techniques. They're going to work on specific individuals that we work with, but it really just gets into, you know, you can have a shallow breathing chest, you know, or you can have a deep diaphragmatic mm-hmm. breathing practice, you know, with different tools that you can use in a moment's notice that are going to basically unlock your present mind and, you know, yeah. focus. That's awesome. Yeah. The breathing part is, is critical. You'd almost start there mm-hmm. backward. <laughs> E-E-R-F. Right. Exactly. You know, waiting on a tax return. Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So with that, kind of like the OODA loop, right? right. Uh, we have a system that we use for to engage free like mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get in, I feel like your mind kind of gets into these like automatic or default networks or patterns mm-hmm. or you just get complacent mm-hmm. throughout your day or whatever it is and you want to snap in or for example like i'm one of my worst exercise or things that i'm worst at in in fitness is running always mm-hmm. it's just been my thing and it's like it's drag source for me still even talking about it <laughs> but that's why i do it you know mm-hmm. and i love it now i'm like i, I always didn't like it when i was in the military because i'd always be like the big you know the big guy that's like towards the end, mm-hmm. you know, that's like me squat. to lose weight. Get yeah. I should have showed up lighter than what I'm at. But now I, I actively run and, you know, we have, we're, we're doing a lot of research. We have a white paper research project around everything that we're doing mm-hmm. uh, with deep in fitness, underwater torpedo league and free. So our neuroscientists and our team that's running that they man it, they, they watch all of our performance mm-hmm. and so since they're watching it i have more accountability so right. i want to do better so now the i'm tracking like, you with the garment right yeah. so yeah. uh like i'm i've been on doing nasal runs for mm-hmm. several months now that i wasn't never had done before so you're just saying mouth closed runs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mouth closed so yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh when i first started i would reach threshold really quick and i would feel like ah oh, like mm-hmm. all i would start to focus in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nerds go off all this stuff da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. i suck at running my foot's still stress mm-hmm. fracture mm-hmm. Nah, 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 nah. and then all of a sudden i would like engage free focus out i'd identify my drag source that i that i'm re- i'm focused on something that isn't serving me mm-hmm. it's not going to unlock results or performance so i'm on the trail around my neighborhood i f- immediately focus out so I focus on the environment, the weather here in Southern California, the fact that my neighborhood is the nicest one I've ever lived in, this, this, mm-hmm. or this. There's a nice lady on the other side that's running, you know, that looks like a great, a nice person. I'm going to f- outwardly, f- openly focus on this and that. Mm-hmm. And the, those are the things that work for me, right? Mm-hmm. Or even like you talk about uh, connect with the witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I've been practicing that too. That right. One. It's a similar yeah, practice. Right. The witness then separates you from the thoughts and emotions. Yes. And then you can interdict the negative and replace it with positive dialogue as well as attention control. Yes. But without being able to do that, you're just completely merged with right. other thoughts and you're, you're a slave to them. Yeah. And that's where most people are, right? They're right. a slave to their thoughts and that's all conditioning. Right. From a lifetime of a world training you. Right. And you not training yourself. Exactly. So I love what you've done. You've created a really neat, simple training method that can be used by anybody. You don't have to be joining the underwater torpedo league, yeah. right? Or right. or an elite athlete or a boxer or anything. Anybody can use it. Yeah. So with this, how the program kind of evolved was that, you know, we were we're briefing free at every pool training and physical training thing that we have. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, focus, you know, mental focus. We're going to mm-hmm. go underwater, so you want to mm-hmm. have your mind actively right. focused on something. So, count numbers, put a song in your head, mm-hmm. focus on something visually. Mm-hmm. Relaxation, be relaxed. Don't waste energy. Economy of motion. It's about your form. So, mm-hmm. arm action, leg action, body position, and glide for each swimming stroke. Mm-hmm. You know, and getting better and better and better. Yeah. But then, you know, all these things kind of 
you can go just deeper with them, you know, mm -hmm. like economy of motion. What's your, what's your pattern of life? Mm -hmm. Can I see that throughout your week, throughout your mm -hmm. month, throughout this? Because mm -hmm. I guarantee we can move some stuff around or stack activities mm -hmm. or trim some stuff to where you'll have more time and energy to spend on your strategic goals mm -hmm. right here, right. you know? And so all of that being said, like, you know, we, we just constantly, uh, we're in a growth mindset. I'm in a growth mindset. So mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm always striving to be a black belt, but I love the thought of that I'm a white belt too, you yeah. know, because I'm just learning and learning and learning and learning. Day. Well, that's that's the way to be, you know. The black belt is just kind of an innovation for Westerners to give them a sense that they're making progress, <laughs> right? The idea is to get to the white belt again. Right. You know, in fact, my uh, my instructor with the 10th degree black belt, I loved it when he wore his like original belt because it was white again. It had been through so much training that all the black wow. was gone out of it. <laughs> wow. And so the true true mastery is to learn to empty your cup every single day and not think you've made it. Yeah. And that's the problem. A lot of people get to black belt and they quit. They think, I've done it. Hey, I'm a yeah. black belt. And it's so attacked. It's just the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I did that recently. I started a keto training a few years ago and I had to completely unlearn or almost forget you know, 30 years of scars, Sansu Kung Fu. And what, I already had to unlearn my karate to learn Kung <laughs> Fu. You know what I mean? Then I had to unlearn the Sansu Kung Fu to learn Aikido. And ultimately, it's all still there if I need to use it. But the point right. is to not have to use it. Right. And the point is to train for life and to train for growth as opposed to train to beat somebody up, which is exactly. meaningless. You know? Yeah. And the more effective you get, and this is in the martial arts realm, the less likely is that it is that that'll ever happen until it will never happen because total mastery is mastery over yourself or true mastery yeah and then you won't you'll never attract a fight in a million years anyways that's a little bit of a rabbit hole but uh <laughs> it is somewhat related yeah, yeah it's a good rabbit hole awesome well we've been going on for a long time but i do want to um just just get a glimpse uh for the listener into a glimpse for the listener <laughs> I guess, you know, you do kind of create mental imagery when you listen to stuff like this. So mm -hmm. let's give them a glimpse of what the Underwater Torpedo League is. That just sounds wickedly oh, cool. Yeah. 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 Like so it's not often you meet people who start a new sport. Like <laughs> I'd love to see this as an Olympic sport someday. That's the goal. Yeah. So we're working towards that. And uh, Underwater Torpedo League, you can think of it, uh, I like it, people sometimes call it Underwater Fight Club. Right. But it's a combat, uh, full combat sport underwater with uh, men and women, guys and girls, uh, mixed teams or they yeah. mixed teams. Yeah. And um, we have did that. five on five mm -hmm. uh, in the deep end with substitutes uh, at a time. So we usually play at 13 feet with our official. And the torpedo play. is just this big rubber rocket. Yeah. So it actually looks like a torpedo and you shoot it underwater. And it, yeah. If you don't shoot it right, it, it'll go off in right. all sorts of different directions. Yes. It's, it's interesting. It's different because we played underwater hockey. We actually had a little tiny hockey stick and the hockey puck was a regular puck and it, we guess, kind of skidded along the bottom. This yes. is really different. It sounds harder, actually. Because you're, yes. you're passing and catching, right? Yeah, you're passing and catching and it's 360 degrees because the torpedo can go anywhere in the pool. As opposed to just being on the bottom. Right. And it, and it can go 15 feet in like one second or two seconds. You know, it can go fast. So it makes it very dynamic. Mm -hmm. And attackers can come from every angle, even top down. What are the rules of engagement for the attack? So for the attack, you cannot have uh, – there's no punching. There's no ripping of goggles or swimsuit of any kind. Uh, and there's nothing that uh, – 
you know, there's no foul play. So there's in-water safeties and referees on both sides mm-hmm. that monitor everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going after the torpedo. You're not going after the person, right? right? The kind of like flag yeah. football. You're not like yeah. tackling the person. You're trying to get the flag. Yeah. And we've we've learned the hard way because <laughs> we started with like some a aggressive MMA solution. guys are going to yeah. be like, yeah, I got yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, we've we've done some different stuff to where we've learned. You know, we when we started this at the end of 2017, it was like backyard wrestling, right? You know, and now we have like our system developed enough where the game and the rules and the the gameplay that we go all game without any issue. Mm-hmm. Like but when we first started, they'd be like, hey, what was that? Mm-hmm. What's that rule or why why didn't why didn't we get it or something like and so we had to kind of mm-hmm. go from that 60% that we started with to mm-hmm. like 99%. Yeah. And we've had some strategic meetings with groups or members from the Olympic Foundation mm-hmm. and then from different uh, Olympic committees and stuff and we've gotten guidance and kind of a checklist so what of what you, we need the, to do. The roadmap to become a sport like that yeah. at that level. That's fascinating. Yeah. Wow. So how many uh, teams are there now? Right now, there's six active teams, mm-hmm. and we have uh, locations. They've got names like the dolphins everywhere. and the sharks and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, the Irvine Rockfish. <laughs> Rockfish. Because they all sink. Oh, cool. But they're all the best. They're the number one team right now. Is that now. right? So, oh, yeah. We have, L- we have two teams in LA, two teams in Orange County, two teams in San Diego. They're mm-hmm. all competing every weekend, mm-hmm. usually in San Clemente. And how is this going to expand? You know, How do you scale this? So UTL, well- Deep in Fitness is expanding right now through a licensing program. So kind of like similar to CrossFit affiliate. Uh, We have individuals uh, in Miami, Vermont, Vegas, and Hawaii Mm -hmm. that are all in licensing Mm -hmm. uh, processes. And they need a pool for that. And that's a specialized training. It's in-water training. Yes. Mostly. Okay. Yeah. And obviously the Torpedo League is too. So if you're going to start a a team, you need to have access to a pool. Right. Right. Yeah. Because that would be the, the home kind yes. of home gym so to speak or home place. Yeah. And so we have we have kind of we have all of those processes mapped out. So someone could come to you and say, "Hey, Prime, I'm interested in starting a team, joining the league," and then they kind of take the lead on it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And there are, you know, we're open we're open to anyone. We like one of the coolest parts about this whole journey of starting these companies and doing training and 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 this is uh that the network that has been kind yeah. of created is there a it. cost like do you license the 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 name you know kind of like yeah. a fran- buying a franchise you know like hey yeah. I wanna, you know just go start a soccer franchise right. and, and you know join the yeah whatever so leagues the deep in fitness licensing is on average ten thousand to start the licensing but right. what about the utl if you want to start a team that's a franchise model and that's a lot higher i see yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are those are still also they're like the bottom of the funnel because mm-hmm. they're so niche. Mm-hmm. Deep in fitness is a little wider, and that's our feeder program that gets everyone ready and capable and vetted for UTL. Mm-hmm. But uh, the freer mind is what we've been really mm-hmm. focused on the last like mm-hmm. also because mm-hmm. it's so scalable and we can reach a mm-hmm. mass. Mm-hmm. So with that, we started you know, doing the free with through UTL and deep in fitness. And that's the performance operating system that mm-hmm. everybody uses. And we, you know, started training, uh, in 2018, we did an off season NFL program for six weeks. And then mm-hmm. we started to get some UFC fighters and this different stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
that some of the UFC fighters would have me go with them through their fight camp of mm-hmm. like eight to 12 weeks with free mm-hmm. and basically work on. To kind of coach him on, yeah. on staying in alignment with the principles. Right. Like, but tr- it, drilling and, you know. Yeah. yeah. And that. some of it would be about like a professional goal that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, some of it would be a personal goal mm-hmm. and some of it would be like a relationship goal. Mm-hmm. So, and it, so it, so we started to un- create drag. Yeah. We started to really like create some positive change for these, some yeah. of them. And so, and we're, I'm also kind of a safe space cause I'm not an MMA coach. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm outside of that circle. Yeah. So they're, they can tell me stuff that they might not, Yeah, you know, uh, so all of that. And then after doing that for a year, year and a half, where then I started to get some feedback, like, Hey, this changed my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what can you, like, you gotta, you gotta put this out or do mm-hmm. something. Cause you're just only doing it with a couple people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so I did a six month pilot program with these different CEOs and stuff. And I went through San Diego sports innovators with Mm -hmm. these companies. It's an incubator accelerator. So I have some different people from Sony North America and some other CEOs and and people that hadn't necessarily trained with me at the pool that I was running through this virtual course. And so I finished that pilot program right when COVID hit Mm -hmm. in 2020. Mm -hmm. So now I've like, and I was just constantly on the move before that, but now I'm locked down and I had all this material. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I, for our other uh, certifications, we have certification books, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so we thought that that's what we we're going to do with this, where mm-hmm. we we're going to create like the model and then we create a certification off of it afterwards. Mm-hmm. So this was just to put all the training together, mm-hmm. but we ended up like building it into, you know, a three ring or whatever and getting it printed at Kinko's. And then like, you know, Don and I, my partner took a picture of it Mm -hmm. and this girl in our network's like, Hey, would you guys want publishing? And we're like, what do you mean? And so we talked with her and it was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's another, uh, one of my friends and, uh, mentors is had publishing with you as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it just, it all fit. Mm -hmm. And so they took the product that we had turned it into this, and mm-hmm. so, uh, over the last like year and a half or since COVID really, I've been doing a lot of CEOs, a lot of business teams and a lot of different kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. performance training with individuals and teams. Nice. And so I love it. I'm, f- I'm like, cause every time that my whole so thing So essentially is- you're turning it into a coaching program. Right. So yeah. that's how you're going to reach more people. Yes. Beyond like deep end fitness, which mm-hmm. just needs a pool and right. it's risky and how many people are going to really do that. Yeah. You still have a lot of people, but. Yes. Yeah. And I, so. I that's going to be great. It's, for me, it kind of got out of hand training like or coaching individual. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. Yeah. Because yeah, bandwidth and everything time else. Consuming, yeah. But uh, we just did our first group mm-hmm. uh, course. That was five weeks long. Mm-hmm. And we had 25 in there. And mm-hmm. just as a beta. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow. You just meet over Zoom yeah. like every week or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once a week, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is virtual with all the, mm-hmm. you know, Kajabi. Mm-hmm. And um, and so uh, that was very manageable. And we had a huge – and it's also very powerful because you get the reflective listening mm-hmm. from the group. Right. So they're like, wow. And I don't know why what it is about that, but I'm sure you've seen that a million times. But they're like, wow. It blows people's mind to know that the other people are going through stuff in their life too. Yeah. And it's like they're learning it for the first time over and over again. Right. 
like, wow, I can't believe that so and so. I'm not the only yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got shit to do. Yeah. Everyone's got a reduced drag in their life and can learn to relax and breathe better and, you know, free their mind. So it's, these are great tools to help that. So good job. It's going to be fun to watch it evolve and watch uh, the league evolve and deep end fitness. And I do need to get in the pool with you someday. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we missed and our opportunity last week. I I just got overwhelmed with my crush of commitments. I need to reduce some drag myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we got to do this. That's right. And so that. Uh, that that really worked out. And I'll, I'll get you in any time that works for you. But uh, also, I, I really believe in cross training. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've, I've – I've read the Unbeatable Mind audiobook like three times in the nice. last month. Yeah. Uh, I'm big on audio. I'm audiobooks. working on that right now, fourth edition. Wow. Completely revised. It was my pandemic project. Wow. It's painful to read, actually, to redo a book that you started 10 years ago. I almost wish I'd just written a whole new version of it from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just been like sticking needles in my eye. Wow. Because I want to change every word. This is like, because yeah. I'm a completely different person than I was when I wrote it. But I'm going to get that done before the end of the year. Wow! And come out with my I'm own looking forward to that. journal. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you know. I'll give you a copy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, cross training and cross pollinization is really important. Like we're all in this together to help people and help the world be a better place. So people hear things differently from different people, even if you're saying the same thing. That's why it takes a team to train people. I yeah. think that's why in the seals it wasn't one trainer at Buds no. that was the best. It, it's a team of trainers that is the best. You know, I look at that like our model is five-month training, physical, mentally, emotional, intuitional, and spiritual. You should have a coach in every one of those ca those categories. Right. And that's your team of coaches. Yeah. You know? Anyways, it's been an honor to talk to you, Prime. Super fun. Yeah. I appreciate you for your service and for your example of healing and um, and showing what you can do when you're a man with a mission. So, who ya? Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Robert Owens Ooh, yeah, Robert. for connecting us, Ooh, yeah. uh, one of your amazing coaches. And then also Michael Osterlank. Mo. Great guy. Yeah, he's a great um, guy. And uh, yeah, if if, uh, if any of this interests you, check us out on uh, For Your Mind Coaching, fymcoaching.com. Fymcoaching.com. Uh, Fymcoaching and uh, – UTL Nation for UTL and deep in fitness, like the deep end of a pool. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Prime Hall. Nice. Like Optimus. Optimus Prime. <laughs> We're going to go with that. Yeah. But, uh, awesome. Hoo yeah. Yeah. Brother. Thanks very much. All right, folks. Thanks for your time. Uh, this is a great conversation. We covered some real territory here. Fascinating stuff. So go check out uh, fymcoaching.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, check out Prime Hall on uh, on LinkedIn. And uh, check out the UTL and Deep End Fitness stuff as well. Yes, sir. Just a quick Google search will find that. And I've got your guidebook. So it's, it's a super easy read. And there's some really actionable things and a training plan in here. Crawl, walk, one. I love it. At any rate, that's it for today. Thanks for being here. Stay focused. Be unbeatable. Go free your mind. See you next time. Divine out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.